0: amen well it is good to have each of you here for this service and it's a blessing to be able to give glory to the lord as we celebrate the 40 plus years of faithful service uh, that brother john burt has been able to put in here at Ann Arbor Baptist church and it is not often that you see the 40 year mark crossed there are a few senior pastors i know of who have crossed that mark uh, have been in, in one specific church. Now there's probably several who've done forty years over multiple churches, but forty years in one church, I know of a, a few senior pastors who have done it. I don't know of any uh, associates or staff members who have have stuck it out. It's tough to be a second man, and it's it's tough to just hang in there. but Brother Bert, uh, the Lord has given him some real stamina and blessing, and uh, forty plus years. What a huge, huge blessing. He has been to all of us. And again, we want to give glory to the Lord. Uh, you might say, is it appropriate to do this kind of thing for somebody? Uh, yes, it is. I want us to start with a, a word of scripture before we have some more singing and, and, and more program here. Uh, 2 Corinthians. You can look along if you'd like. We you don't have to. I'll just read it. I uh, want to read a few pa- a few verses here. It says, therefore, in 2 Corinthians 4, therefore, seeing we have this ministry as we have received mercy, we faint not. For Jesus' sake. And I believe that that has been uh, really evident and a theme of Brother Bert's life. It's not about him, and he he doesn't want this service to be about him. We had to handcuff him. He's actually handcuffed to the seat. You guys can't see that. He's struggling to get out of here. No, not really, but uh, he came willingly. Uh, But it is about the Lord. We don't preach about a man, uh, but ourselves, your servants, for Jesus' sake. And all of you who know Brother Bert know that he has been the Lord's servant. Uh, for the, the sake of the Lord. But I want to give you a couple more verses here. This is a great passage. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God and the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We're here to celebrate that God and the excellency of the power. It's not about uh, us being powerful. We're not here to talk about how powerful uh, Brother Burt has been, but how powerful his God has been. And this, this is a treasure, the Bible says. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. And so we praise the Lord for the, this earthen vessel, Brother John Burt, and what God has done in and through his life. And each of us have been touched in so many ways. And truly, to God be the glory, we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. It's about the Lord. Well, it's glad we're glad to have you here to be a part of this service, and also so many of the family. When you have 14 kids and uh, they go off and get married and have kids, then all of a sudden, you know, things tend to multiply quickly. Glad to have the, the, the Burt family at large with this homecoming. And they're going to sing a couple of numbers here, and so the grandkids are going to go first, so you guys go ahead and make your way up this way, if you would. Uh, Lynn, how many grandkids? I'm putting you on the spot. Okay, 28, and Susanna is about ready to, to pop there. Uh, glad you made it So 28, almost 29. I probably wasn't supposed to say it like that. Well, we're glad to hear from these young people at this time.
1: Amen.
2: and soon we'll sing have i done my best for jesus when you reflect on exceptional people like john burt and his faithful ministry you kind of ask yourself have i done my best for the master so let's sing together have i done my best for jesus
0: to contemplate. You know, when I first uh, met Brother Bert, I'd, I'd only seen him from afar. Uh, growing up in Wisconsin, he would come over with his family every year for the Bible conference at Falls. And every young man in that church knew Brother Bert. He was the guy with all the girls. You know, of course, everybody knew Brother Bert. Uh, but uh, he, as as I grew up and, and uh, moved on through college and so forth, I definitely noticed his faithfulness. And then I had no idea that I would be his pastor one day. And we've been able to be friends, and we've been able to uh, uh, just minister together, serve the Lord, soul, wind together, uh, just uh, so many different things. And the girls are going to come and sing We Walk by Faith. And I have been in, encouraged to be able to see that walk of faith and be challenged by your walk of faith with a Bert, and, uh, and, and to, to uh, walk that road together. The ladies are going to sing now. I think there's almost, is it 12? One of them's sick, I think. Okay, so one's sick. Uh, other than that, uh, we'll hear from the ladies. We walk by faith. Well, we, want to, we wanted to have an opportunity to hear from some of you whose lives were impacted and uh, we thought everybody would have, a, you know, if we gave everybody a chance to talk, we'd be here all night. So what we're going to do, we have a video where we grabbed a few folks and put some testimonies together. Sam Joshua uh, put a video together with some testimonies and some memories and so we're going to show that here now in a moment. Uh, but then in a, at the conclusion of the service, we will go on to the Fellowship Hall. Everyone's welcome to stay. I hope that you will. For some fellowship, we'll have some uh, some refreshment down there. And also, I'll have a microphone, and we'll take some popcorn testimonies down there as well. So if you didn't make it into the video, don't sweat it. We'll, we'll have an opportunity down in the Fellowship Hall, just, uh, and I'll give more explanation on how we'll do that when we get down there. But now we'll take some time to reflect on the last 40-plus years.
3: John is the definition of giving.
4: Well, one of my earliest memories of John was when he and Lynn invited me to stay at their home.
5: He and his wife, Lynn, and their two kids really invited me into their home.
4: At his
3: home, when I used to fellowship with Lynn and go over with my daughter, Just he, once you learn about Jesus, he was living, you could see it instead of just read and be taught about it.
6: So I had graduated from Bible college, gone to the mission field for a little while and came back and they invited me to stay in their home and provided everything for me.
4: (laughs) He is so giving in so many areas with the Gospel, just genuinely caring about people's souls and sharing the Gospel with everyone, but then also with his time and with his finances. In fact, our
7: first car was given to us by John.
4: My sisters will never let me live it down, that he let me borrow a car for my honeymoon, and then when I came back he said, oh, you just go ahead and keep it. Just so, so giving. I
3: remember a time when I was moving and There was a debacle and the movers didn't show up and John and his family came out quite late at night and just started helping me. And I remember thinking, wow, who does that? And they have lots of kids and surely they should be in bed by now. And it just really struck my heart, just the kindness and the giving to really kind of a stranger.
0: I needed to go uh, to, to pick up a freezer on Craigslist and he said, oh, I'll drive you, I'll help you load it. And so uh, next thing I know, we pulled into Lowe's. So we walk into Lowe's and he says, here's your freezer, I wanna get you this.
5: If there was somebody that really needed something, they knew who to call.
3: They knew that they could call John Burt.
4: Literally just anytime, day and night, you need him, he's there for you.
3: He just seems to kind of appear when someone needs him
5: most. Sometimes he'll do things for people before they
3: realize that they need that. He did a lot of things for my family. He came through in
0: times of need.
6: I just remember thinking so many times, you can't outgive this
0: family. And he, he has learned also that you cannot outgive God, and God continues to give back to him uh, and continues to entrust uh, so much to him.
7: Of course, John and I, uh, we go way back. I actually knew John uh, in elementary school.
2: They both knew each other when they were younger. Went to high school together knew each other before they were saved and then they both come to know the lord
7: and uh, we began a ministry together we started in his house john and i uh, really for the most part did everything together
2: just the unique relationship they had starting a church together and being able to stay together uh, through their whole ministry is really uh, just uh, an amazing testimony
5: john Burt. In that early time in the ministry was a perfect helping assistant pastor
4: and i felt like he and pastor Hirth were really a good team each was a good compliment one to the other and john and i went soul winning could have
0: been, it was every week for sure if not every day it's part of his passion he loves to get out and share the gospel he loves to tell his testimony of how he got saved and he loves to appoint people to his savior.
7: A big part of our soul winning was in the fall upon campus. Our church actually filled up with students. And John is the one that arranged for all those students. We didn't have a bus, but he got all those students to there. Mm -hmm. And he had donuts and had everything provided for these students. One uh, Sunday morning, I counted 19 medical students at that particular time and a lot of people came to know the Lord as their savior.
3: First time I came to Ann Arbor Baptist Church, he and Lynn came and picked me up in, I think it was a yellow Skylark.
7: We had his number on the track, so if anybody needed a ride to church, they would call John. John was running out many different times picking up people. I remember that, that first Because after they picked you up, they came to the hill, Alice Lloyd, and that same car, he picked me up. Yep. Uh, That was our first Sunday at the church. Yep. One significant person that he picked up uh, was uh, Suresh Joshua, and had a huge part in his life in that early ministry, uh, to which uh, Suresh has been thankful, obviously, to this day. The very
5: same day, I went to eat with uh, John Burt and his family.
4: Um, And I will never forget that. John really focused in a complimentary way on the people aspect of the ministry.
7: John just opened up. I mean, Wednesday night after church, we were cooking hamburgers, we were having fellowship. We were just, we really bonded as a family at that
0: time. He has handed out, I don't know how many bottles of maple syrup uh, to visitors that come to our church. and. We did a pancake breakfast uh, several years and all of the the syrup for that pancake breakfast came from John Burt.
3: He's welcoming, there's no other way to put it. Just seems like John's always kind of there to greet and chit chat and make the person feel welcome. He made such an impression on on visitors,
5: on church members
6: at the time i met the birds a little bit further back in my life my parents were divorced when i was young Um, i lived with my mom through a string of interesting marriages being a christian but i wasn't going to church at the time uh, john and lynn really adopted me
3: john's testimony and the testimony of his family is really what drew me to the church and ultimately drew me
4: into christ and his salvation it really helped to uh, draw my heart more and more toward the church, uh, just so I could see the family atmosphere.
6: The thing that struck me most was just seeing the love of Christ from John. I mean, he, he really did demonstrate Jesus, and it made such a difference in my life. Uh,
2: love in 1 Corinthians 13, there's no focus on how love feels. It's the focus is on what love does. He has set the example of loving and giving and serving everyone he comes in contact with no matter what.
3: Some friends of ours came. The main person they kept referring to was John Burt and his generosity and how welcome he made them feel. When you go to church,
6: that's who you see. (laughs) John Burt, Lynn Burt, or some of the children, all of them. A lot of times, just there doing things that need to be done.
0: I appreciate Brother Bert, uh, his 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 love for having fun in the ministry as well.
4: Just his serving was always joyful. Like, literally, you always hear him whistling at church, at home, in the car.
0: And he loves fellowship, he loves food, uh, he loves to go out and, and get a bite. Uh, as long as there's Dr. Pepper, then he will, he'll, he'll stop there
7: we moved out to 2150 South Wagner where the church is right now John had a huge part in that especially as far as building the church so we actually hired out different contractors but John was kind of an overseer to all the building as well as doing a lot of the building himself
4: John's dedication in building not only the original church building but also the addition was very key he's always there to help no matter what it
3: is
0: from Building to the grounds, 40 acres of land that God's given us have been well looked after. Uh, so many times I get people coming to the church and uh, just uh, with so many good things to say about the buildings and and uh, the property and the grounds and so forth. Well, Brother John, just want to say on behalf of the church at large, thank you, thank you for 40 plus years of faithfulness, energy and zeal and an undying love for Christ and for the people that God has put in your life and in your ministry. Uh, We don't even know all that you have done for us and for this community. Working behind the scenes and influencing many,
6: like you did with me, influenced my life in in such a deep and impressionable way that I'm forever thankful.
0: Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your love for souls. Thank you for your sense of humor and for your generosity.
4: He's just a great example to follow and I'm just very thankful.
0: You have been a great example to myself, my family, our entire church as to what a servant of God
4: uh, should be. You know, he's been an example to everyone in the church, just of total dedication, total service to others, really giving of himself and his whole family to the work of the ministry, just completely all in.
5: And really, as we talk about John Burt, it's really that he and his wife and his whole family have exuded that whole
2: concept of, of being a servant. It's that testimony of just faithfulness as you walk through those things, through the ups, through the downs, what's the next step? And just keep serving, just keep loving. Like that's the example of what we're all supposed to be.
7: And uh, we just had a, a real great ministry together and I'm so thankful for him.
0: We are truly uh, eternally grateful. We love you, brother. God bless you. Praise the Lord for both of you. Uh, sorry to make you cry. <laughs> but truly to God be the glory. I, I appreciate the friendship that we've had. Uh, it's been six years, uh, for, uh, you know six years seems like a long time. You got 43 or something like that. Uh, the, the, the both of you, but uh, you all have been a huge blessing to my wife and I and to our church and even my transition in here just made it so, so smooth. It's been just a huge, huge blessing. We on behalf of the church, I just want to say thank you. And we wanted to give you something here. Uh, my wife will come as well, wherever my wife is, and she'll help. Uh, but the, these uh, two items, I guess we can leave them here for now. You can come get them later. But one of them is just cards from all of the church folks. And if you didn't get your card in, you can still slip it in the bag later, okay? Uh, so that's this one here, I believe. Yes, this one is the cards from all of the church folks. And this one has a... a uh, a, a item that I think we can put a picture on the screen of what's in there. It'll be easier than unwrapping it. It says, in recognition of 43 years of faithful service to the Lord and his people at Ann Arbor Baptist Church, Galatians 6, 9. And it's, it's a, a a globe, or a cube, I should say, with a 3D uh, picture and inscription of the church. And it has a light, so you can put that somewhere and, and remember the, the years of, of faithful service. And my wife will come and and, uh, present these flowers to Lynn. We appreciate you and your faithfulness. Uh, uh, What a a blessing it has been to see uh, your faithful service behind the scenes and raising 14 kids and grandkids. And a, a tremendous example to all of the mothers here, all the wives it's not been easy, but yet the Lord is faithful and God's grace is sufficient. You've been an encouragement to my wife as we're homeschooling five. And she has no idea how you did 14, but, <laughs> but thank you. Uh, <laughs> you've been a blessing. Let's give Mrs. Verdehand a hand as well. Uh. Amen. I also want to read this on behalf of the church, Uh, John and Lynn. It says, John and Lynn, on behalf of the entire church uh, family at Baptist Church, thank you for 40 plus years of faithful service to the Lord and his church. You've blessed so many. We thank the Lord for you, and the church will be giving you a gift of $3,000 as a token of our gratitude, and uh, ask God's continued blessing on you that you'd have many more years of faithful service in this next chapter that God has for you. Lord bless you, brother. Appreciate you. Amen. God bless you. Right. Amen. I don't know about you, but I like saying nice things about people when they're alive. We only hear this kind of stuff at funerals, you know. What a blessing to be able to meet together with joy and, and share in the memories and the goodness of God and uh, just to be able to give God the glory. And again, we, we trust for many more years of service. Brother well, Bert, he is uh, going into another chapter, uh, but he's still going to be here. It's still going to be around and faithfully serving. And I look forward to many more years of, of uh, the, the next chapter and what God has for us. May God make us faithful. I believe we have one more song. Uh, the men will come. And uh, we've got some men from our church as well as some of the sons-in-law who will help us out as we sing Faithful Men. That's what God asks of stewards, that a man be counted faithful. And we appreciate the testimony of Brother Burt, and it's our prayer that each of us would be counted faithful. I'd like to ask you in the time that we have left to turn your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We looked at a portion of that passage at the beginning of this service, and now I'd like to draw our attention to chapter 4, verse 16 through 18. As we look at the subject faint or finish, uh, and how to keep from fainting in the race God has called you to run. Longevity in ministry doesn't happen by accident. Uh, God's got to be in it. And uh, uh, so many individuals have not finished uh, uh, the, the chapter that God has for them. And it's my prayer that I would be faithful, that you would be faithful And it's a blessing to be able to learn from others who have gone before us and been faithful in what God's called them to do. But but how do we do it? At the beginning of the chapter, he says, uh, we have this ministry as we have received mercy, we faint not. And there's a lot about fainting in this passage and in several other passages. Uh, it, It is not a given that we're going to cross the finish line uh, before we read 2nd corinthians our text i want to give you a couple of more uh, references here that all deal with the same subject proverbs 24 and verse 10 says if thou faint in the day of adversity thy strength is small and i think we all can uh, uh, relate to that there are times when it's ad- adversity just overwhelms us we just want to give up but it's he who is faithful. It's he who has the strength. And we've been looking at that all year long as we've looked at faithful in the work, which also I believe is a great testimony to uh, the, what we're here to, to, today to celebrate as we consider Brother Burt's ministry. But uh, we don't want to faint, right? Isaiah 40, verse 29 tells us this He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. It's not just someone who's been at it for 40 years who gets tired. According to that passage on the screen there behind me, it's even the youths. And I, I guess I'm a little bit more youthful. A couple years. He's got me by a couple years. Uh, but I know what that's like. I, I, I know what it is to, to feel tired and feel weary and to even fall. What's the answer? We need to wait upon the Lord and renew our strength. And truly, Brother Bert would say, there's nothing special about me, he would say, but there's something special about the Lord. And anyone who finishes their course is not a super saint or a super Christian. It's just someone who has learned to submit to and depend upon a super savior. And uh, praise the Lord for that. Galatians 6, 9, that's what's in, inscribed on the gift that we're giving from, uh, from uh, our church to the Berts. Uh, it says, let us not be weary in well-doing for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. And that's been a verse that's been close to the bird's heart. It is certainly wearisome to work for God and to minister. There are times where we get burdened down. But if we'll not be weary, keep looking to Him to renew our strength. In due season we shall reap, if, again, we faint not. Hebrews twelve three another cross-reference before we get into our main text. For consider Him that endured such contradiction of sinners against Himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds a lot of passages here a lot of scripture is dealing with instructions on how to not faint how to not let the weariness of life and ministry cause you to be derailed but how do we get there well i know all about fainting unfortunately Uh, i had some spells in in high school they said i grew too fast i was tall and skinny and I don't know, big feet, maybe my blood pooled in my feet, I don't know. But they said, yeah, this is kind of common with tall, thin males. I'd stand up too fast and down I'd go. Uh, And uh, uh, that I thought I grew out of. Uh, But then in 2005, I had my relapse and from 2005 to 2008. uh, Had some fainting spells. I remember one time uh, being in a prayer meeting with my evangelistic team in 2008. And we're all kneeling there praying, and then it was my turn, and I said, "Gentlemen, I think I'm going to pass out." Boom! <laughs> Thankfully, I was praying on the front steps, and I was kneeling, so my head only had about six inches to go, and out I went. Uh, uh, but I know what it is to, to have fainting spells. It's not fun. I had one again in 2015, and uh, passed out in the in the doctor's office. And uh, and anyway. Uh, it, is, it is certainly something that reminds you of how frail you are. You know, you're young, you're athletic, you think, I've got this. The next thing you know, you're waking up and someone's telling you what happened. Uh, that was something, every time I have uh, passed out, it has been, uh, it has been used of the Lord to remind me, you're not that strong, <laughs> You don't have everything together. You do need me. Your life is frail. I thought about it. I thought, you know, the, the one time I remember waking up on the floor and my wife was hovering above me crying and I thought something was wrong with her. I'm laying flat on my back. Hon, what's wrong? What's wrong? And then I realized, wait a minute, where am I? I'm on my back on the floor. Oh, she's crying about me. It took a while to kind of catch up to all of that. Uh, But I remember thinking about that later and I thought, I don't remember anything. I don't remember, I I was sitting on my bed, putting on my socks to get ready for the day. Next thing I know, my wife is waking me up. I thought, wow, life really is fragile. I said to my wife, I said, you know, I wonder if some people have just died that way. You know, has God given me a glimpse of... You know, just the brevity of life where it's just any old day. I'm just putting on my socks and shoes, going to go to, I was in Bible college at the time. I'm going go to go to seminary. And boom. And it's reminded me just how much we need the Lord. We cannot live without him. We cannot serve without him. We cannot finish our course without him. Our lives are frail. That's why I love Isaiah 40. Even the youths don't get a pass. You're going to be faint and weary as well. And no doubt, Brother Bert, Lynn Bert uh, have been wearisome. They've been wearied at times and they have uh, needed the strength of God and God has been faithful in that regard. How can we be faithful and not faint, spiritually speaking, in the race that God's given us? Well, just three things briefly from our text. And uh, I don't know that I put it in the notes. It might not be in there. So you might have to turn to it. Now that I think of it, 2 Corinthians 4, 16, it says this, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Oh, it is on the screen. Good. Thank you, gentlemen. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. How do we finish our course? How do we keep from fainting? How do we have the longevity in what God's called us to do? Well, this passage has a lot to do with that. First of all, remember your cause. How does it begin? For which cause? We faint not. Having a cause that's worthwhile and remembering that cause can carry you through some of the most trying of circumstances. It is those who have no cause or have forgotten their cause that really need to worry here. I met a marathon runner back when I was into running. I've never run a marathon. I've done a couple of half marathons. But I remember meeting this guy in Black Mountain, North Carolina, and uh, he showed me his wall of metals. It was impressive. He had a, um, a wood worker make a plaque of, of out of wood for each state in the shape of the state. He had all 50 states. He had a couple of other countries and these wood plaques in the shape of that state or country, and in the center of that plaque was his medal for completing that marathon. And he had a story for each one. I didn't get all the stories. It would have taken a while, but uh, he had some neat stories, and I said, how do you do it? He said, I'm running for a cause. He says, people think that after you've done, I think it was something like, uh, oh, it's close to 100 marathons this guy had done. He says, after you've done so many marathons, people think it gets easy. He says, you know what? It never, ever gets easy. He says, it is killer. And every single one of my marathons, I've almost quit. Every single one. I said, you got to be kidding. It's got to get easy. No, never got easy. He, and he said, I have had one thing pull me through. I said, what's that? He said, it's the reason I run. He said, all of the the money that I get from my sponsors and and any winnings that I get, anything that I get from running goes to breast cancer awareness. He said, my mom died of breast cancer and I run for mom and I run for for cancer and and everything goes toward that research. And he says, when I'm gonna quit, he said, I remember mom, I remember what she went through and I said, I gotta get to the end. Well, that's very noble, right? and it's pulled him through many a race and kept him from fainting if you will and 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 quitting as noble as that cause is folks our cause is even greater what is our cause well this chapter gives it to us and i did not put all of these verses in the notes but if you have your bible there the verses 1 through 7 deals with the cause of the gospel And we already read those verses a moment ago. We preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. Verse 6, For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. He talks about the gospel being hid to those who are lost. And he wants them now to recognize that Jesus saves and the testimony of our lives can help you to be transferred from darkness to light. It's the cause of the Gospel that should keep us going. People need to be saved. Whatever God has called you to, whatever ministry, whether it's parenting, or the ministry of marriage, or a ministry within the church, whatever the ministry God has called you to, the Gospel is primary. That God would use you to see His Word proliferated the gospel spread around your sphere of influence and around the world remember the cause the cause of the gospel as we're serving an arbor baptist church together we do get weary at times and we may want to quit at times but there is a world that is dying and going to hell ann arbor needs the light of the gospel And we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Remember your cause. The first cause we want to remember is the cause of the Gospel. But this passage goes on and and outlines a a second cause. And that would be the cause of God's people. He talks about everything he went through in verse 8 and verse 9. His trouble, his persecutions, his distresses. And he talks about how they're always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake. Death worketh in us, verse 12, but life in you. Why do you go through all of this, Paul? Well, let's read. It says in verse 14, "...knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you for all things are for your sakes." That the abundant grace might be through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. The cause of the gospel, verses one through seven, but then verses eight through 15, the cause of God's people, everything I've been through," he said, the persecutions, the distresses, all of the, the, uh, the difficulties have been for your sake." Wow. You know, uh, it is a wonderful thing to be able to serve God's people and be able to pour yourself out into other people's lives. The Bible talks about those who who addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. That's a good thing. To just say, Lord, I want to love the people that you love. I want to give myself to the people that you gave yourself for. And as we do that... That is what Christ's likeness is all about. For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give His life a ransom for many. If you have a heart to serve God's people, you have the heart of Jesus Christ Himself. And that's a cause that can keep us going. If you're getting weary in wherever you are, whatever you're doing, Remember the cause. Remember the cause of the gospel. People need to be saved. Your kids, your grandkids, your great-grandkids need to be saved. Be faithful. Finish your course. And remember the cause of God's people. Uh, We mentioned Galatians 6.9, but uh, how about Galatians 6.10? It says, as we therefore have opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially those who are of the household of faith. Remember the cause of God's people to serve them. So remember your cause. The cause of the gospel, the cause of God's people, and then the cause of God's glory. What does it say there in verse 15 again? All these things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might, through the thanksgiving of many, redound to the glory of God. You know, we heard on that screen a moment ago, we heard many people giving thanks for the ministry of God's servant in their life, and I believe it redounded to the glory of God. It is good for us to thank the Lord for those choice servants that he sends to us that God would get the glory. If I am running a race, and we all are, and God's called us to finish each chapter of that race, if I stop, if I quit, if I get sidetracked, it's ultimately about God's glory. It's not about me about his glory it's about him getting the glory in your life tonight is about Jesus getting the glory in John and Lynn's lives oh that God would help us as well to not be weary and well-doing for in due season we shall reap if we faint not how are we going to finish rather than faint first of all remember your cause the cause of the gospel the cause of God's people the cause of God's glory and secondly we need to remember to renew our condition Runners have to be conditioned. Conditioning is everything. If you've ever run, you know that if you miss two, three days, it's like starting over. It's terrible. We have to be purposeful about our spiritual condition, about our uh, physical condition, and make sure if we're going to finish this course, we need to be renewed, Renew your condition. Though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Just as the greatest marathon runner must renew his strength and energy, so must every Christian renew their spiritual strength and physical strength. No matter who you are, no matter how long you've been saved, no matter how much experience, everyone needs to be renewed day by day. You've probably heard me say this quote i've said it many times because it has meant so much to me it's a great reminder it comes from this passage you cannot burn out what is renewed day by day you can't you take an oil lamp burn it every day never replenish the oil it will burn out and when it does, it'll come as a surprise. It'll probably burn out when you least expect it. And that's how burnout happens in ministry. It's usually some, someone who 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 gets burned out and has to quit and, 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 and take some time, who you never saw it coming. You're like, what they've been so faithful. They've just been doing, doing, doing every single thing they're supposed to do. They're just, they're always there, always on time. How did they, how did they burn out? Just like an oil lamp burns out. It's just doing its thing every single day, but if nothing's ever going in, eventually one day, whoosh, it's gone. You and I are no different. You may be able to go for a while. And depending on how big your vessel is, if you will, you may be, able to, be able to you may, may be able to burn uh, without renewing for quite a while, but it will eventually catch up to you. Friend, let me just tell you renewing day by day is god's plan it's god's plan for your spiritual and physical health and longevity and it is the one thing we oftentimes ignore and especially so if you are servant-minded you know we, we tend to put people before ourselves and that's good and we can sometimes do it to a fault where we won't take care of our own physical needs and our own spiritual needs and we've got to make sure that we are taking time with the Lord. We are serving Him. And we're no good to Him or anybody else if we, are, if we fall apart. So folks, if we're going to finish, remember your cause. But secondly, renew your condition. You cannot burn out what is renewed day by day. How do we renew ourselves? Well, Romans twelve two tells us uh, that we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. You need to have your mind renewed through the Scripture. Remember, let's go back to Isaiah 40. I love this passage. Isaiah 40, 29, He giveth power to the faint, <clears throat> and to them that have no might He increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, the young men shall utterly fail, fall, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Wait upon the Lord. This takes time. This takes planning. It takes priority for you to say, Lord, I'm going to stop what I'm doing because I want to finish well. I'm going to prioritize here. I'm going to get some margin in my life. I'm going to take care of myself spiritually and physically because I don't want to faint. I'm going to wait upon the Lord and renew my strength. And when you renew your strength daily, you'll mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You know, sometimes we think that, boy, 43 years in ministry. Same place. Well, what in the world? How do you do that? One day at a time. One day, read your Bible. Next day, read your Bible. Next day, read, pray. Minister to others as you're being ministered to of the Lord. And God will get us there. Remember your cause. The cause of the gospel. The cause of God's people. The cause of God's glory. Renew your condition day by day. And finally, refocus your course. Refocus your course. Verse 18, While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Sometimes, folks, we don't finish the course because we got off course. I was running the Chicago... uh, well, there's a marathon, half marathon, 10K, and 5K. I did the 10K. And they had all these markers. And you had to really watch what you were doing. If you weren't careful, you'd be off on the marathon run or the half marathon run. And I wanted the 10K run. I don't want to go that way. And I remember running, and I was following some people who knew what they were doing. And they said, yeah, look at those guys. They went the wrong way. Oh, my That's going to be a horrible realization when they realize, we're not going to finish this course. This is the marathon. I thought I was on the 5K. It happens in life as well. It happens in ministry. Sometimes we don't finish our course because we we didn't faint. We didn't burn out. We got diverted to the wrong course. I could tell you about many, many pastors, unfortunately, They didn't faint. They didn't burn out. They just went a totally different direction. Got sidetracked on a tangent. They didn't stay in their lane. The lane of God's choosing. The lane of God's call. They they took the bait and went over here chasing this or peddling that and losing their effectiveness and losing the hand of God and and just the, the anointing it could happen to me. It could happen here. We need to pray. We need to be vigilant. You know, this verse points up the fact that it's easy to look at the temporal and start chasing that. All of this around us is going to go away, it's temporary. It's easy to start chasing the money. Now, you know, ministry just doesn't pay. I just got to get some more money. And anyone can think that it is so easy. The pressures of life and the fears and the uncertainties of life. I've been there. I've been right there. And you start chasing temporal gain and chasing temporal achievements and temporal wealth and all of these things that, we've seen, uh, that we see. And God says, wait, refocus your course. If you're going to finish the course, take a step back and say now hold on where was i supposed to go again what did god call me to do which race track am i on i'm on the the 10k what's the sign that's the sign i'm going to stay in my lane i'm following those signs you guys can go wherever you're supposed to go i'm going this way i'm looking with an eternal perspective While we look not on the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. If you're going to finish, sometimes the things that are seen are just too discouraging. You've got to have that eye of faith. I know where I'm going. I know who I'm serving. I know why I'm here. And I'm listening for His well done. And all of this temporal world, it's not worth it. The things that are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. You know what, sometimes the temporal things that we see and get distracted by are the afflictions. The afflictions. When I run, something always afflicts me the stitch in the side, the shin splints. I had this one thing, uh, somebody unofficially diagnosed it for me. What was it? Some kind of uh, meniscus tear or something like that? I think it's meniscus tear in the knee. Does that sound right, Jason? Anyway, oh, that hurt. And they said, well, you can get it surgically dealt with, or sometimes the little piece of whatever tore will just tear off. And, you know, I said, you know what? I'll opt for that. So I went out. This is stupid. I went out in the parking lot that night and I ran around that parking lot till everything was burning just sharp stabbing pain and I said I'm gonna run until it stops I ran until that knee went numb and then I couldn't walk for two days and it's never hurt again I cannot say that's good doctoral advice don't try this at home but oh boy everything my feet afflict me when I run there's affliction somewhere all the time and sometimes we finally just have had enough I'm gonna quit this is done We look not on the things that are seen, but on the things which are not seen. The things which are seen are temporal. That's temporal affliction. That's temporal pain. That's temporal pleasure. It could go either way. It's temporal, but the reward is, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Keep an eternal perspective. We're out of time here tonight. I want to ask us a couple of closing questions. Do you have a cause? Folks, if you're going to finish, if you're going to not faint, But finish the course and each chapter within the course. You've got to have a cause, and it's got to be His cause, not a cause of your choosing, a cause of His commissioning. And it'll motivate you. The cause of the gospel, the cause of God's people, the cause of God's glory is so much more than the cause of let's make a buck today. I mean, we make money to live, I get that. But that's not my cause. Do you have a cause? Are you being renewed daily? Are you taking time for your walk with God day by day in the Word, in prayer, seeking Him, seeking that renewal? It's the only way to stave off burnout, friend. And are you staying on His course? Oh, will we refocus our course? The temporal things... Oh, may they fade away. What was what the, the, what the, the, the song we sing? Um, the things of earth grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Keep that eternal perspective and stay on the course of God's choosing. May God help us to finish, not to faint in the ministry he's called us to. Lord, thank you for tonight. Thank you that we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Thank you, Lord, for any life that we are privileged to touch. We know it's not about us. It's about you touching them through us. May the thanksgiving of many resound to the glory of God. Lord, thank you for the challenge tonight of, of uh, this testimony of Brother John and Lynn and their faithful service to you here over these 40 plus years. Lord, may we be encouraged by this to also trust you uh, just for day-by-day faithfulness and and to finish the courses uh, that you have called us, the race that you've called us to run. We pray, Lord, that you'd bless now as we dismiss. Lord, have your hand upon the fellowship. We pray that you would bless that time And uh, just the little nuggets that are spoken down there, would that be edifying and helpful? We pray your blessing on the food as well, and that you would also uh, just continue to encourage us to remain faithful. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen.